Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode four of Puck and Dirty. My name is David. And I'm the host of this pod, and I'm happy to have on here my producer, uh, Ryan, who also hosts a podcast on Dirty J Sports Network called Talking Dirty. What's up, Ryan? What What up? What up? As you said, on. Uh, And also, I have guest of the show here, Matt. Uh, Excited for you to be on here, too, Matt. Uh, Excited to be a part, as always. Of course, of course. Uh, My uh, salty crew hat. I got that in Florida when I visited you. Yeah, I miss I, you had glasses on. You looked a lot cooler. Uh, oh yeah, oh totally. Yeah, um, but in case you didn't know, we're a hockey podcast. We we're on the Dirty J Sports uh, network here. We cover primarily the Penguins, Florida Panthers, and you know any kind of hockey pop culture out there. If that interests you, then you should definitely check out our socials. You know we post there frequently as well. So uh, get into the actual talk of the podcast here, guys. How's your week? Uh, we talked last Tuesday, so we're Technically six days from then. Um, how was your weekend? You guys do anything fun? Anything cool? Real quick, I just want to point out uh, Chain Gang. Hell yeah, we are out. Chain Gang. If you're, you're watching us on YouTube, go watch us on YouTube at Dirty <laughs> Sports on YouTube. Um, and Matt puts glasses back on so you can kind of jump in the cool. I, I look, no. I look less nerdy and fat now. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. I, 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 oh, state I mean. You're you're not fat to start with, but I don't know if I just call you like cooler. Look like that less nerdy. All right, I'm taking them off then. He's you're always just nerdy. All right. Uh, but the weekend is good. I, I can't remember what I did, so that must mean it's good. Yeah, I mean, I literally worked all last week. We barely fit in the pod last week, uh, and then I re- literally went to work to Roanoke for three days, and honestly, it sucked. I worked like 30 hours total in those three days. It sucked. Sheesh. And we drove home the weekend, came back, and honestly, it's been a so, – yesterday was a blur. I know the Steelers won, which was a good thing, but I, I honestly, I was like like a ghost through yesterday, feels like. I, I just, definitely get that. It was wedding season for me. Went and saw a grade school friend, and she got married and had That's some nice. whiskey Cokes, whiskey Sours, beer. Oh, man, it was like – I don't. I don't remember. Did you go with family? Or you, uh, yeah, you, it was. It was a family event. Family fun. That's fun. Weddings are always fun. I mean, it, I feel like this is towards the end of like wedding season. That's acceptable. Like I wouldn't go to a wedding in like January. I feel like that's awkward. Uh, yeah, it's a very bad time for a wedding. This was like a later one, but like it was still still good to see people I hadn't seen in like ten years. Yeah, for yeah, I mean, especially I I think this is not a bad like time for a wedding to be honest. When it's not mm-hmm. like super hot out and you can actually be comfortable and I don't know, it's still pretty in, in this time of year and fall. But well, yeah, I mean, the wedding next year is gonna be a fall wedding for me, so that's yeah, that's and I like that because it, it's it's like early October where it's gonna be like potential to be seventy and sunny. Mm-hmm. But like, it's also not going to be like scorching hot. It's me sick. I'm excited for that. Uh, that'll be fun. I gotta, so I gotta propose sick. to Kai here pretty soon. Get a wedding. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, if she listens to the pod, maybe she'll be. I think she does. But hey, she'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> maybe that's a spoiler. Big time spoiler. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, let's transition <laughs> into hockey. Not tonight. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and believe that. I'll believe. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um. So. As always, I wanted to I want to talk about the pens here first. The pens corner. 
Um, we went on a little bit of a road trip last week. We got five points out of the possible six there. Um, it was kind of a disappointing loss to Montreal. Uh, if, if you guys didn't watch the game, uh, basically, we got out to a lead. They scored. They, we got out to a lead. They scored. It's just annoying to see, you know, just like your lead evaporate, like literally within two minutes after. But I think that's more of a testament to how good Montreal is and not the Pens playing shitty. Um, like on, on this road trip, they, they played the Capitals, uh, the, the Leafs and then the Canadians, the Capitals, they just completely dominated. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close Four one. I was love to watch it. Honestly, like I, I honestly, I'm, I think the caps suck this year. Uh, I, I we talk about that a lot. Like, I, I just don't think they're, that they can hold a uh, stick next to the pens anymore. I think they're too old. And I think this game was exactly, you know, a good indicament of that. Um, the Smith was actually in the net, and he had uh, one goal allowed on 25 shots, which is .96 save percentage. I mean, that's also very good to see from your backup goalie. You like to see when he's called to action that he's actually playing well and, you know, not giving a games away, you know. Pens are good enough to keep him in there, so... I just, have a word for the away. Caps game. Go uh, for it. Well, like, it's a testament due to the Caps' age and also, like, the 47 mil on Caps on IR. Yes, that is true. Yeah. That's fair. They're, like, basically like a minor league team out there, half of them. And they're still getting wins. I think that's credit to Darcy Kemper. And Ovi is still scoring at an elite pace. I, I think that, yeah, what is Kemper's stats now? I, I feel like I've seen him actually trending upwards in, I think it might have been fantasy hockey. I, I thought he was doing all right, and actually part of the reason why they're above water here. I mean, like you said, yeah, the injuries yeah. racked their team up. Like, even then, I, I will say, like, I can come up with what, uh, Kitsnetsov? Is that the? No, Backstrom. Backstrom, I, I mean. Yeah. Who else is? On their IR, I can't. Uh, uh, like Oshi, Tom oh, Oshie Wilson. Hurt? Oh Tom yeah, Wilson. Wilson. Uh, couple defensemen, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Orlov is on there. Yeah, they're they're definitely they're hurting bad. Yeah, that's it, it's good that the Pens win. Like they yeah, they should the win four one game for sure. Yeah, the Pens should win a four one game against the team missing the, those players. I know the like. The Leafs, uh, like their next game, they won four to two, and I think the, the Smith started that one as well. Actually, apparently Jari might be a little bit injured, but I'll go into that in a little bit. Um, in that game, I thought the Pens played pretty damn well. Um, I I honestly didn't catch all of it, but it's impressive to beat you know Toronto four to four to two, especially a team uh, uh so good. I think Toronto kind of relies too much on their top forwards. I was looking at their lines and it seems like they are just strapped for like scoring beyond the second I line. Think David Camp, I think he was he's a fourth liner, maybe third when he, he might be is third. playing good. But like he started the year hot and since the season has gone along, he's kind of dropped off and no one has like stepped up to fill that scoring role in those bottom two. Yeah, um, I I, I really I looked in I I think their bottom two lines the maybe like highest points they had was like six maybe four like these guys aren't really scoring and like 
the top lines were even higher. I mean, I I like I, I liked how the Pens played. I liked really how DeSmith has been playing. Honestly, I I you were talking crap on him a while ago. I think it's yeah you know got to give him his due when he's playing well. Um, yeah, I'm the first to say he sucks, but like he, yeah, he definitely played well recently. So it's kind of kind of tough to say that whenever he's playing well. And it's against I mean theoretically good teams, right? The Caps, I might be down on them, but I don't I don't know if everyone else kind of thinks the, that way. So the cap Caps might be. The caps are pretty bad this year, but like they still have like insane shooters and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Where actually like it's impressive if the Smith plays well against them. Yeah, and I think it's also the Pens are playing a little bit better defensively. Um, <clears throat> I can go into the some. Of, I have some of the uh, like players called out towards the end of the segment here, and we can kind of discuss it more into that. Um, but one thing I did when I mentioned about the Capitals game, that I forgot is that Jeff Carter actually logged some time on the blue line after three of our defensemen went down. And it's kind of funny to see him play back there. I was like, oh, this is kind of awkward. Um, but he didn't really look that bad, admittedly. Um, what game was this? This was in the, the Capitals. I think Jan wow. Ruda, Ruedel, and someone else went down. I can't remember a third, but... That's funny. I, I didn't actually... I didn't know that. I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, and like he, it was like... 13 minutes left in the third so it wasn't like the ha- whole game it was just like towards the end but that's still funny to see i mean he's probably the most veteran guy besides like crosby malkin so he probably knows like how to play hockey you know like he probably can just jump back there pretty easily um i the the next thing here i, I was going to do i have some of the previews of this week depends have since for once, we're doing it on a Monday, so we can kind of like preview this entire week. The Pens have four games: um, Toronto, Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Chicago. So, Matt, if you have any notes on any of these teams that we can discuss it during this like kind of preview section, I think that'd be a good okay the, the, the tie up. Um, the first game they play Tuesday is against Toronto. Toronto's eight five and three. Um, I still think they're one of the best teams in the NHL. Uh, this time we get to play them at home. Uh, we beat the Leafs at their place on that road on that road trip. The Smith really showed up to play. Uh, I think the Pens next like this next game need to make a chance or sorry make a change and limit the Leafs scoring chances. Um, I think that really needs to be a point of emphasis. I think we were outchanced and outshot the entire game versus the Leafs, and in the third it was like. 28 shots to 16, which for two teams that are considered more on the offensive side of the spectrum of the teams, I think the Pens should do a better job, you know, limiting their chances and getting more of their own. Um, I think, uh, well, I'm watching 21 Jump Street just came on, and I think the Pens are going to need a little KNO3. KNO3? Yeah, it's a salt, potassium nitrate or something. And What? Like, you saying they got to dope up the pens? No, they need some salt because the Leafs are going to win that game. That's what I'm thinking. What's that mean? I don't know about that. I mean, wins. the pens the pens looked really good against that first game against the Leafs, and that was at the Leafs' place. Uh, I mean, the Leafs play a high-tempo offensive game, and I know, like, 
I think I feel like we've said this before. I said this maybe last week. I I think the Pens need opportunities to play against playoff teams and play playoff style hockey, and I think this is a good chance to do that. Like you you know playoff style hockey, you know limiting chances, yeah. one nothing games, blocking and, shots, and yeah, and all the shooting lanes, getting the stick in the right place. And I think that's how you're going to have to win games. Uh, I mean. Getting in a scoring race with Austin Matthews and Tavares and Nylander, it's just you're playing with fire. You're probably going to get burned. I mean, they're the best, True. some of the best offensive players in the league right now. I think also right now the Leafs goalie is like Eric Calgren. He's been yeah. playing all right on and off, but the Pens got him bad last time. And if they don't get Matt Murray or Samsonov back, then they might be in some trouble down this stretch. I mean, I totally agree. Ryan, you looked like you had something to say there. You got um, something? Just about this game coming up with the Leafs. Yeah, go for um, it. Another outside uh, factor with the factor into this game is that I'll be there. And last Ooh. year, we didn't Ooh, lose a game when I was there. Uh, I, I mean, might as well lock it up. There's all these stats and stuff about hockey you guys talk about there out there. But, like, <laughs> you didn't think about the I'm going to be there, too. The Ryan that, factor. That's a whole other, like, aspect. The Ryan factor is like a times ten to the event. Like the bench will just look up and see me like dancing for a dilly bar, and they'll just like lose (laughs) their mind. Like we can be down three one in the third, and I start dancing for a dilly bar. (laughs) Dope. You know, it's funny. Is the last time I went to a Pens game that they were playing the Leaves, the the Pens won like seven to one. So (laughs) keep that magic alive. Do you should come so we can uh for the juju. I can hey, I'll get seats next to you and you can get my our whole row of Ditley bar. And that'll be pretty high. Uh, yeah. Ben. <sighs> well, what were we talking about again? Hockey? Hockey? Yeah, yeah. Dilly bars. <laughs> Dilly bars. Uh, the Ryan never was at a losing Penguins game that included the Ooh, one in. No, no, not ever. Just last season. All last season. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I mean, hey, I'll take all the help we can get, for sure. Um, so your home opener where uh, me and Matt went, and I we saw the uh, Pens kick the shit out of the uh, Blackhawks right in front yeah. of them. Oh, that's Chicago. awesome. I was wearing my Kane jersey, and I was like so disappointed. Good. Gensel scored the first goal, I think. Yeah. I'm glad. Seeing you disappointed makes me happy. Well, Gerger. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Leafs, uh, so how do I think we can beat them, basically? I think they're weak on their blue line. I think they rely on their top guys to produce too much. Uh, I think we could take advantage of this. We have better depth forwards. And if we play a slower game, potentially kind of clog up the middle, don't let their passes get through, Maybe we can, you know, dump and chase, punish their defense for retrieving pucks and trying to move it up ice quickly. Um, another thing that I I think we could do is draw more penalties. Uh, if we, I, I know that sounds like diving or something, but you know, there's there's times where you could definitely get a penalty. Uh, I think I feel like certain players are pretty good at it. I can't really name one, but I I you see it sometimes, and you're like, oh, yeah, that could have not been one, but. I mentioned this is because the Leafs PK is operating at a 76.36%. Uh, so this is below league average. And I think the pens could definitely take, you know, the, their opportunities here. Um, if we take dumb penalties though, on the same, you know, other side of the coin, 
they are 26.42 on the power play, which is about 5% higher than the league average. So, I mean, they're they're lethal. You got to play them five on five, you know, play them clean. How's the Penn's blue line looking for this game? Is it banged up still? No. So the people that were hurt came back. Um, despite, like, whatever injuries they got, I think the only really change, I think Ruedel's playing a little bit more. Um, and I think Pojo, Pia, uh, Joseph Pierre Olivier, I think he also got hurt. I think he was the third guy I couldn't think of. Um, besides Ruedel slotting in there, I mean, it's not much of a change. I don't love Ruedel, but he's cheap. I mean, he's body. I Like I said last week, I'd love to see Ty Smith eventually get in there. I know with that, there's some cap bullshit that the Pens would have to do or at least trade a player. So maybe they just want to keep this get this group intact for the time being. It's only 15 games in. I mean, that, honestly, that's a lot, though. Like, I feel like we, it's a lot of hockey played already. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, if you guys got anything else to include there, I, I think the Pens could definitely win this game. I think this time it might be a higher scoring game. I, I don't know who starts for the Pens, but I, I find it hard to believe that we'd only let them have two goals again, even, you know, despite some of the advantages you have playing at home. Uh, I, I could see, like, another 5-4 game, honestly, 5-3 game. Yeah, we'll, I'd we'll say, like, over over five goals at least. Definitely. I'd say so. I, I just think these teams might have figured each other out a little bit. And as much as I want them to buckle down here, I think Toronto is going to, you know, try to get some revenge. I think Matthews is going to be on the road, and he's going to be looking to, like, win a big game too, score a couple goals, him, Tavares, you know, the Maple Leafs in general. Yeah. I, I mean, I Maybe do. Maybe David Camp will get in there. And then I think uh, that's one of the things that's fair is – the, the depth, um, I think their depth, if they're doing this bad, you know, you kind of got to regress back to the mean that either could mean upwards or downwards, you know, you can underachieve or overachieve, but I think their, their, their uh, bottom six might be underachieving right now. And I mean, it's probably good for them. Um, yeah, but that's it. I mean, I really, I think the pens could win this game. I think they could lock them up potentially, but I am expecting a high-scoring game. Uh, high-scoring game. I'm going to take the Leafs in that one. Sorry, fans. That's why I said, I mean, it could, it's 5-3, 5-4. I think it could be either way. I'd prefer Penguins, and I'd, I'd say Penguins, but could be either way. Uh, the next next Final score is going to be 7 and nothing Penguins. Calling it here now. I like to hear it. Hey, last yeah, time we played them, not happening, but I, I, I was going to say five three, but that's your actual prediction. So I'm just trying to make it ridiculous at this point. Well, if, I mean, if you want to go into it a little bit more, why I think scoring will be up is because they're goalie, like Matt said. It's just like there's a they're they're just not good. Like I I avoid having that Kilgren guy on my fantasy team. I think he's bad. I just avoid playing him in general. Uh, but you know. Obviously, they're pretty strapped there. Uh, but yeah, um, next game, Pens, they play after uh, Toronto. They play the Minnesota Wild. The Wild are seven, six, and two. Uh, I think this is kind of like another tough opponent. The Pens kind of have a tough schedule here. 
Um, I think the blueprint to beating the Wild is similar to beating the Leafs, but with one caveat, I think the Wild are less offensively gifted, and uh, if they don't play like well in their own zone, they could definitely give up a lot of a lot of scoring opportunities to the Penguins. Um, they're a little bit undersized. Two of their best forward forwards, Capril uh, Kaprizov and uh, Matt Zuccarella. Zuccarello are like 5'10 and 5'8 each. Um, the Pens kind of upgraded their size this year. So, I mean, if we're going to play a smaller team, and I looked at their roster, on average, the Pens are a bigger team, probably by a couple inches. Uh, but, hey, you, I mean, use the size. You got it for a reason. Actually use it. Uh, make these guys, you know, dump and chase. Wear, wear them down. Make them go through you and not, you know, finish the checks and like, make sure you're like playing the puck first, obviously, but like finishing the checks will be big against the wild. Cause like they play a fast game. They're going to be up and down the ice trying mm-hmm. to capitalize on like fast breaks or rushes. And I think the pens got to play their own pace and like control the game basically with the physicality. I agree, I, and that's why I, I, I kind of think it's the same with the Leafs. I think they could do the same thing to the Leafs, uh, but Minnesota for sure. If I'm, I'm not a, like a great like cerebral coach for the NHL, but I could see that, you know, just looking at the rosters, that being an advantage for the Penguins. Um, the Wild also have pretty good special teams units, power play and PK there. Uh, the Pens probably would do well to just be on five on five and not rely on any sort of power play. I think if we play with the lead versus the wild, the better, I think for them coming back would be harder against the pens. Um, don't give them any easy chances. You know, like you said, they're a quick team. They'll exploit any misstep that the pens do. So you got to take care of the puck, get it deep. Watch take- the guys sneaky behind the defense against the wild too. Like, if they could get a good change and slip behind the defenders, they're probably scoring. That's just how they capitalized last season. And Kaprizov is he can handle a puck in a phone a phone booth. Like he is oh, yeah. crazy when he plays. I, I drafted him this year, so I've been watching the wild a little bit more. And like he just he can put he has the puck on the string. Like around the net especially, I always see him around the net. And like he'll he will he'll take on hits and stuff. So that's why I'm saying, like, punish this and guy while you can. Like, Eric and know, Erickson Eck wins his face-offs. Like, I'm a big face-off guy and controls the pace a little bit, winning those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to He's mention. doing well. Eric like, where's Eric's this game? Is this PPG paints? Um, I thought so, yeah. I'm actually not sure. Because if that. it is, like, guess who's coming back to play guess, goalie? Yeah, Mr. Marc-Andre. Let's check. I should have known that. We'll see if he gets the start, but. I'd be surprised if they didn't start him. I mean, their backup goalie is like. I have the schedule up right now. It is, I believe, uh, away. That makes more sense why I haven't heard about it's it at, on social it, it's media. It's away. It's away. Tying back in to Ryan being undefeated at last year's Pens games. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury was actually in net for the Blackhawks and let in all those goals. So that could play a factor. I don't know. 
that would be an interesting stat to go find sometime. Just how many? <laughs> what's his record since leaving the Pens, the Pens against the Pens? That's interesting. Actually, Steve I'll Fraser. actually look it up right now. I'll start looking it up right now. Well, the Flurry's credit, he and Gustafson both have pretty decent numbers. Uh, they're both under three goals allowed, average above nine uh, zero save percentage. So, I mean, maybe that's a strength having Flurry and. I don't know who's going to start. That's a good question, but they're pretty decent there. I, I feel like I was at that exact Penguin game, too, that you guys are talking about. The one where we just like dumped on Flurry. Yeah, I feel, I yeah. feel like I was there. Maybe I was watching on TV. I felt bad for Flurry. I was just like, shit, man. It, it was him up here last year, but I actually have uh, his record against the Penguins. And I believe he is four and three against us. Hmm. I'm just I mean, making sure. Yeah, Vegas there. was pretty good. Vegas yeah, he, he uh, yeah, he went uh, three and two when he was in Vegas, and then uh, one and one with the Blackhawks. Hmm. I do feel like I remember Maybe. that other game too. Dave was talking about like numbers coming back to reality. Maybe he's due for a loss. So. I don't know. I mean, Flurry is that good. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame goalie, like without a doubt. His Agreed. his three losses against the Penguins, he let up five goals, then four and four, and then the games yeah. he won, he was like one, three, zero, oh, and two. So like that's just Flurry though too. Flurry yeah, it's very that. Flurry. Where it's like he isn't he isn't he didn't lose any close games in the Pens. He just straight up either sucked against us, <laughs> or shut us down. <laughs> And that's kind of how he was in general. I, I miss him a lot, obviously. In this game, I, I think the Pens will win, though. I agree. So, if I had to put a put a number to it, uh, I'd say maybe 3-1, 3-2 game. I think it's going to be lower scoring. Um, I'm going to go with, like, 2-1. If, if it's flurry, if it's flurry and that, after looking at the stats, I'm going to say if we win, it's going to be, like, six <laughs> two but if we if we lose it's gonna be like a two a one two oh hey i i'd like a six two game that's pretty exciting and maybe russ could get back on the score sheet but i'll talk about that in, after these previews here um matt you got anything else on the wild i mean no, i think they're a good I just team wanted to recognize flower basically i think the the last my last note really is i think that uh they're kind of struggling depth-wise as well. I think we could capitalize on a team that's always been just like above average or average, and I think we could beat them. Um, I think the center depth that the Pens have is so good in the league, like comparatively to other teams, like the Maple Leafs in the wild, that they're in a good position right now with Jeff Carter, Gino, and Sid. Yeah, center depth is important in the league. I actually mentioned that on one of my things later. Uh, but we'll talk about that when it comes to it. Um, the next game, which I think is going to be probably their hardest game, is Winnipeg. Um, Winnipeg, I kind of was bullish. No, bearish. So I was down bearish. I was down on these guys. Um, they're obviously playing much better than I expected to. Mark, Mark Shifley is the biggest threat. Scoring wide to the Pens, he has ten goals in twelve games so far. Um, Pierre Luc Dubois has twelve points in the same amount of games. 
Uh, Kyle Connor, Blake Wheeler, Josh Morrissey, these guys all have 10 points at least. And I think Neil Poink also had 10 points. Neil Pionk. Pionk, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I had him last year and he sucked, but this year he's, of course, doing good again. But Yeah, two years ago he was all right. Um, it doesn't even stop there because Connor Hallibuck is 7-3-1 with a 2-0-8 goals against and a 9-3-5 save percentage. I mean, they're... Yeah, they're they're playing at an elite level, and if the Pens expect to beat them, they have to play well in all three zones and just not give up any odd odd man rushes or extended time in the D zone. They have to be good on their shifts and be ready to play. Um, this is actually also the first game of a back to back for the Pens, and they play Chicago after that at Chicago. This might be. This might be a road trip for the Pens. I'm not really sure, Ryan, if if that's the case, just let us know. I believe it is. I believe but, we, we Yeah. Yeah, we play we play now, then we uh we play at home on Tuesday, then we get on a road trip. Okay. Yeah, so and it's gonna be tough. I mean but Winnipeg's a good team. They're on it. I have them in my uh, elite level in uh the the power rankings later. Um I think uh, Pattons, uh, this is the toughest game on their road trip, for sure. Three-game road trip, coming back home next Wednesday after the Chicago game. And Winnipeg will be their biggest challenge, and they got to be ready to play. Uh, yeah, and I, I really can't or understate how, like, 10 goals in 12 games is insane, and Shifley is on fire. So we need a, you know manage that and i feel like i say the same stuff for each team like hey we do this we win but for these guys it's you just can't make mistakes you can't give them any chances that are you know freebies um yeah i mean and my one consideration is if on a back-to-back it's possible you play your team differently uh knowing that you're gonna have to skate again the next day against another team so maybe this game shifts towards the better players, you know, the first, second line, you know, get more more ice time. And first team like Chicago, who we'll talk about here real quick, you play, you know, your depth players who are starting to perform here for you pretty well. Um, and with that, Chicago is 6-5-3 and three right now, and they're playing better than people expected them. But I also think that's because they they went on a four game win streak early in the season. You take that out, they're two five and three, which is two wins and eight losses. So that's not very that's good. That's not good. Yeah. But, so uh, Seth Jones is out. They're like only defenseman basically for the Blackhawks. Wow, Hawks. he's hurt. So you're looking at Jack Johnson and Caleb <laughs> Jones as their first line D pairing, <laughs> and maybe they're like, tanking. Uh, Max Domi is centering Patrick Kane and Philip Kurashev. So, like, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Said so, sarcastically. Some of the, some of the moves Max they made Domi this offseason. Max Domi was off on season. the fourth line for Columbus, like, two years ago. And, like, you can probably speak on this a little bit more. Like, they trade away Kirby Dock and Doc, right? Kirby yeah, Doc. Alec Debrinkat. Or Debrinkit? Debrinkit, yeah. Debrinkat. And... Like, obviously, they're expected to suck, but Taves and Kane are also playing kind of well. Yeah, they're, uh, like, doing what they have to do, but they have... They're playing for not, a trade. 
they yeah. I don't know if they're playing for a trade or for a rebuild. Like they just want to be a part of it and build around them. Like I could see that. They've been there over twelve years and like they either want to get out now or get a trade and win a cup and then retire. I, I feel like they've definitely been more silent on what their intentions are. I know Taves is quoted in the media saying, I do not want to play for a rebuilding team, but he's still playing for one of the worst teams in the league. Um, they, they both make $10.5 million. Even like with a trade, you got to think that's going to be kind of a wild trade with retained salaries and whatever's going I back. Think- I, I don't know. Kane is worth it. Taze, like his leadership was worth it. His skills were worth it. Like Taze has like five goals. He's he's dropped off while Kane has continued to play well. I thought actually Taves was playing better this season. I agree. In general, Taves has been playing, but recently, like last three years, um, but he was missing. He missed that one year from hockey and ever since then I feel yeah. like he's been weird. Um but he has seven goals so far in fourteen games. And if he's proven he can still put the puck in the net, win faceoffs, play veteran hockey in the playoffs, dude, I think he might even be more valuable than Kane. True. The center position in general is a little more valuable than a right wing right now, especially like teams aren't really looking for wingers, so to say. As yeah. much as, like, a first-line center. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. Like, yeah, you can make the, the case that Kane's scoring ability is elite, better than probably 70% of the league still. <laughs> but at that center who can, you know, was a captain for a Stanley Cup team, scoring seven goals so far this season, I mean, that's just that's a storyline that you're like, maybe this guy still wants to win one. And I think he does. So. Uh, oh, yeah. I do think they'll be moved by the end of the year. Um, it's going to be a sad day. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Back when I like moved to Northwest Indiana, Chicago, Blackhawks weren't even on TV, and I think those days are might be coming again too. <laughs> well, they've they've had enough scandals to also be not on TV, to be honest. But we won't talk about those. Yeah, we'll, but we'll talk the about penguins. the preview. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think this is the worst team on this week's, like, charter here. Um, they actually, I said five-game, maybe four-game win streak. They might have even had a five-game winning streak. In my notes, it said five. might be five or four. I'm not sure. But that definitely makes them look better than they are. Um, I expect the Penguins to handle them pretty well. I like all that talent they lost. They didn't really add anyone. And if they're missing Seth Jones, like, holy shit, they're awful. They're missing Stalock in that too. I was gonna say, and their net now is like, what? What's his name? Uh, fuck. He played for Carolina. Oh, someone just added him on fantasy hockey. Oh, Marazic. Peter Mrazek. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, he's not a. He's gonna play probably t- ten games this season before he gets hurt. Like. Yeah, I, but he's good for those ten games. Usually, maybe like six out of them. Right now, he his stats are pretty garbage, but to be fair, the team's garbage, so anyone they put in net, probably going to get shit on. I mean, this 
like I could start reading some of their their team like names, and you'd be like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Like Sam but, Lafferty. Hey, Sam Lafferty's one of their better players. I know, I know. I, I just had to shout him out because he was a Penguins guy. Yeah, he's from the Pittsburgh area actually too. Uh, I don't know exactly where, but from Haldisburg. Okay, that's because he he went he on. played uh he played PB hockey with my buddy and my friend. <laughs> oh shit. That sucks so. he's gone. I, I liked him. I mean, I mean I don't, really don't check that. I mean, don't check that. I think so. Um, but yeah, he's actually one of the more notable players on their team, and he was on the Pens fourth line. Like, yeah. And so this guy's Nomi name was is Mackenzie Entwistle. Not even joking. Like, Entwistle comes up with some like clutch goals sometimes. He he was actually a third round pick in 2017, but th- so he has some kind of pedigree. But like just the name, it's just like these guys are Boris. Kachkua, like the Jujar Hitara, Jujar Kara. He was on the yeah. Oilers. It's just like he's a big hitter. He's kind of older too, but it's just AHL level and and replacement level players. Like yeah, it's building a team is not gonna be a good thing with these players unless they win the draft lottery. Hey, they might. They gotta still tank harder. Yeah, They're, they gotta. Uh, I don't know. Let's stay on topic, though, for this game. I think it's easy. <laughs> uh, like, Pens. pens yeah, I, easily the Pens. And, hey, I said that at the start of this, we can discuss each of these teams as much as you want. And them being one of your teams, I know they suck, but you can discuss yeah, it. I don't, I don't want to rip on them anymore. That brings up my other team, the Jackets. But, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll time slot that whenever you're ready for that. Um. Let me get through some stuff and then we'll talk about them. Um, so this was technically the Pens corner, and we talked about all these other teams, but that's part of the fun here. Um, another a play, so I wanted to talk about one of our stars here, and then some of the supporting cast, and then we could talk about um, your your some, jackets here. Some more around the league, yeah. Yeah, so because we'll stick to our I so I've been trying to like you know keep these segments the teams that we follow you know. We'll talk about the Florida Panthers and then kind of like, you know, the current happenings of the league. Um, And for the Pens, like some of the current stuff here, uh, Evgeny Malkin, he's an absolute force over this last week. Uh, He was creating offense for everyone around him, Zucker, Raquel. He was playing well all over all 200 feet of the ice, and he was skating back and, you know, playing defense, which people always criticize of him. And... He, of course, still takes the dumb penalties that he always does, but that's kind of just like a byproduct of him being frustrated and wanting to, you know, score, I feel like. It's not a great thing, but, like, when the guy is, you know, like, top five penguin of all time, you can't really say much. Um, He's contributed more than enough for the penguins. Um, He has a, a, a great Corsi, and Corsi is, like, offensive possession numbers, basically. It's 62.1, which means 62% of the time he's in the other team's zone, uh, like, during these last few games. So, actually, I think that's for the entire season. So, he's really driving offense, doing well, not really playing in his own zone. Uh, In 15 games, he has nine goals and 19 points. Uh, Currently on a three-game point streak, he has four goals, sorry, four points in that streak. Um, Right now, I... That contract he signed in offseason looks like a fucking bargain. Um, 
we can still celebrate it while it is a bargain. Eventually, he might, you know, taper off, but that's kind of what you get when you sign these contracts with older players. Um, but right now, I, I can't speak highly enough. I think he's part of the reason the Pens won these last two games out of the three, you know, last week. Uh, Matt, I know he's might be your favorite Penguin. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. He's the only Penguins jersey I own. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I say. I thought so. I could grab it for you right now if I wanted to, but we'll save that. It's all right. You don't have to do that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to highlight him. I want to give Malkin his props. You know, give the players their props when they're due. And some of the players who are due, who are the supporting cast of the Pen- Pens, is uh, McGinn. I mean, I oh, was yeah. pretty shitty on him earlier this this season, and right now in six. In six games played, he has six points. Um, in his season so far, it's 15 games played, seven points. Last week, he scored two goals, and two of them were – actually, he might have scored more than two. It might have been three. But he scored two game winners uh, against the – technically game winners, you know, against the, the Leafs and the Capitals. Uh, his time on ice has been increasing. I think that's also due in part to Kapanen getting less time. Um but he's over a minute, 15 seconds more than he's used to. So that's probably like good two shifts, honestly. But uh, we've I, I feel like I've been critical, but I'm really glad to see him get on the board and actually contribute to the pens. I know when Dunkel was on, he said fourth line guy. And I think he was playing that way. I'd like to see him as this third line guy who could maybe put up 30, 40 points. Uh, he definitely is a defensive-minded player, but... I think he's a beast on the penalty kill, too. Yeah, he's part of the penalty kill. Um, Teddy Bluger, Bluger, God damn Bluger. Bluger, thank you. Teddy Bluger, I think, is also the other kind of, like, head honcho of the P- PK. And Brock McGinn, I mean, I, I've, with, I've watched the Pens quite a bit this last week with the extra time, uh, you know, working. I didn't really have much else to do. But I thought he was playing a pretty good game. Bang, banging bodies, you know, making good plays, finishing. I feel like one of the things that I've seen with McGinn is he does get his chances, but he just doesn't finish them. And I think if he is finishing them right now and if he can continue finishing at the rate he is, like, pens are going to be looking good. Um, he's And I said – like he was like slotted where Kapanen was playing. And I think he's already showing that he can contribute more than Kapanen can at this moment. Um, and yeah, Kapanen was a healthy scratch like last week. I, I saw him play like eight and six minutes on one game as well. And that's just awful. And since we're on Kapanen, let's just talk about him. I mean, his struggles have been well-documented, right? We, we don't have to really beat, a dead horse here, unless you want to talk about it a little bit more. I, I have nothing to say about Kapanen. Like he just needs to cut like hustle and get some puck luck going for him. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think puck off. luck would help. Um, I can offer another potential solution is, you know, kind of something people call a hockey trade where you kind of trade two struggling players, you know, to give them a new place, maybe succeed. And I wouldn't mind doing that with him. I, he has a 3.2 cap hit, so maybe we might have to give a little bit more to someone. Um, but I, I really think that, like, 
honestly, this, this might be the best move at this point with the Pens. Um, if he's getting scratched, then like he's not even playing. So get something for him while we can. Um, I'd like to get another center. Maybe someone who can play a wing as well. Maybe the Leafs want Kapanen again. Yeah, I, I was thinking of teams, and I, I really couldn't, like, put together some. I was thinking maybe the Wild, maybe the Sabres. Um, I just, I don't know. Um, I'd like him to do well, and I've been on record here saying that I want him to do well. But he just looks lost out there. I, I don't know. He, he might just need a change of scenery. The and hey, trade would make sense. Maybe there's another team out there with someone in a similar situation. I could also think, you know, Calgary Predators, they're Vancouver. They're all teams that have been struggling. And honestly, St. Vancouver, Louis. St. Louis, too. I mean, they're, they're all teams that are struggling. And I'm sure they have a, a guy on their team. They're like, maybe we want to move along, you know, from, move on from this guy. Um, I, I would like it. I'd like to see it happen. If it, it did, I wouldn't be. At this point in the season, disappointed by it. Um, I mentioned Vancouver. Um, I think Jim Rutherford's the one who traded for him again. So maybe he'll trade for him a third time or something. Or I, I Elias Pettersson <laughs> straight up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pettersson, yeah. I'll just jump onto him. I He was another guy I wanted to highlight here. Um, Captain, yeah, he's old news here. Um I would like to get that trade, but we'll see. But Pedersen, uh, he moved to the first pairing this week after Dumo kind of sucking ass and, you know, maybe not by his own merit, but by Dumo sucking. But at the same point, he has seven points so far in this game, in this 15 games. Uh, his course, he's above even, so he's playing in, in the offensive zone more than the D zone. I think he has, he's an intelligent player. I think he makes the right play. I know the pe- some of the Pens fans are kind of down on him, but I, I, I really kind of have liked him for the last few seasons. I think he plays a two-way game. He's not super flashy, and he doesn't really pop off the score sheet, but he doesn't make bad plays typically. Um, I can remember one game I went to last season. Uh, it was towards the end of the season, and for whatever reason, the game was getting super chippy, and they all went into the corner boards and uh, there was Pedersen just fucking hammering away with at the dudes with his uh, cross checking them. And I was like, ever since then, I was like, you know what? I definitely respect this dude more. <laughs> like he's a fucking prick. Like he's putting I, his heart out there. His yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you know, like you get, you like to see the emotion in players. Like, I mean, granted hurting someone's not great, but like, it's hockey. I mean, that's part of the game. Yeah, when your adrenaline's rushing and you got a stick in your hand and they're on your teammate or something. Like, exactly, you know. yeah. And I think it might have been versus the Rangers. I, I remember going to the game, and I, I think it was versus the Rangers, towards the end of the season, so I think it was. Uh, but, yeah, I was just like, fuck them. Like, you better fuck him up. Like, hurt him while you're at it, but. Uh, right. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I said not really. Give me a break. Uh, okay. Break. Um, but yeah, I I think he's definitely been doing better. Marcus Patterson, the Dragon. Uh, like to see him continue playing well. I mean, I think he's a smart player. Uh, not much more there. I I think if he's playing on the first pairing, he should be playing. He should be expecting to play well with Latang, which 
they have so far. Um, I know we kind of mentioned uh, DeSmith. Uh, I'm just going to go over real quick his stats. Um, six games played, 2.67 goals against, 9-1-6 save, 2-3 is his record. He's playing how we need him to. Um, I'd like to see, you know, maybe a positive record, but, like, statistically, he's he's there. Seems like the team is probably letting him down. They're probably like, not that they were during those three losses. So, I mean, he's playing well in, abs- in with Jari's absence, which I heard, I think it might have been on the broadcast uh, against, who was the most recent team? Montreal versus Montreal that he had a Jari had a minor injury that he was dealing with, but he wasn't on the injury report. Um, something to definitely monitor, even in fantasy. If you guys have goalies to swap around to Smith might be a solid option at this point. Um, next in, I think last player here I'm, I'm focusing on is Brian, Brian Rust currently five game pointless streak. And he has eight points, four goals, four assists in 15 games. I mean, that's five games pointless is pretty shocking for someone playing with like Crosby, Latang, uh, Malkin. Uh, but there was there was times he was so close last week to finishing like plays, but you know someone blocked it or it hit the side of the net. It's just just close plays. So I think he's still making the right plays, but he's just a little off or something, you know puck luck and go, you know, get a greasy one, put him back on the score sheet. You know, he might get his confidence back. A juicy rebound might feel nice for Brian Rust right now. Exactly. Something like on the power play even. Um, he actually has been shooting down in the last three games. I think he was only has three shots in three games. So I think, you know, just get something to the net, get something cheap, a deflection, something to get you going. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that was unusual and, you know, Pens are doing all right, but if Brian Russ is scoring more consistently, Pens are doing even better. So that's about all of it I have on the Pens. Um, Matt, I know you said you want to talk a little bit about CBJ, so. All right. If you got some. Boo. I will not condone that. Little brother. I know, I know. On one of my notes, that Line A has a sprained ankle, is out four to six weeks already. Like, this dude just doesn't want to play hockey anymore. I, I you blame well, him. CBJ, yeah, I'm plays. just saying, I'm gonna take this time to introduce my teammate here in the studio. Your teammate in the studio? Yeah, my uh, my pet chicken. His Your- name is George. George the chicken. <laughs> And this, what? I'm gonna give <laughs> what to the cock of the week. Cock and of the week. That is like right. the Blue Jackets or organization in whole, like the upper organization <laughs> and coaching staff. Just uh. because I believe they overplayed Zach Wierenski, and that has to do that <laughs> with why he's out for the year again. And so. Now, I have I a comment know. on that. Matt. Um, yeah. I actually looked up his average time on ice, and it is like 23 minutes per game. He kind of logs those kind of minutes. Is like is 25 too much? That's like two. I don't know. Minutes. Like 25 is like 
You're he taking what? Like thirty. That's like four extra shifts or something. I don't know. Like he could have got stuck in the zone because they can't pre- break the puck out. The organization, sure. something needs to change. But uh, Torts has confidence in Brad Larson right now. Torts? Yeah, the he commented on the Jackets organization as the Flyers coach, and he was like, "Yeah, knowing Larson, like huh. he'll turn. He's the man for the job. He'll turn the team around." But could you trust that out of a division opponent? Like maybe he's just playing (laughs) mind games with the Jackets. It's like, oh, maybe this is the guy. But like something needs to change there. Uh, There's this member of our fantasy league. I'm not going to name who. And uh, he thinks that Yarmo needs to go. Is it your father? Yeah. (laughs) I kind of agree. I I think he kind of isn't a great GM. Um, I th- I do agree with your original assessment that the front office is kind of shitty in Columbus. I think they kind of fall into the trap of like, oh, we're Ohio. It's shitty to be here. It's like, well, then fucking pay your, like, pay the people. Have the right people in there that make people want to play for you. Yeah, like, they do a lot for the community as an organization, which, like, is a good thing. They host, like, tons of events for the city of Columbus. But, like... We need someone that could do that and get a winning team. So, well, chicken I agree. Of the week, chicken of the week goes to the Blue Jackets front office. They're they're a bunch of cocks. Um, but I I I feel like their their front office moves are just weird. Like, why would you go and like spend for one of the best players in the free agent class and just not support it at all? Like, it, their team sucks. Like. Like, yeah. honestly, the Jackets might – they I have them in my bottom rankings for the power rankings. They're just not a they good in team. In Bedard class. And, yeah, exactly. And part of my, like, whole thing is it got to be good. you got to be available. And Line A is hurt again with another, like, joint. I think it was shoulder, and now it's – it's uh, what did I say, ankle? It's, like – Thank God for Roslovic in that trade. But, like, <sighs> I mean – Could have got, like, Shifley. Like, oh no, I don't know about that. For Shifley's way though. better. I don't know. He was still good then. You could pay for him. I mean, you'd have to pay like a a pick or something. But I just think it's a head scratching move to pay one of the best free agents a long contract, and you're a bad team. Like, does Gaudreau just okay with sucking? Like, what what is his expectations? Was he told by the front office, it is, "Yeah, we're yeah. gonna spend and compete"? Didn't he pick uh, Blue Jackets over the Flyers, which is his hometown team, right? The I think it might have been the Devils he, too, but yeah, over thirty-one on the. And, and he, and he decided just to like go to a team that sucks and get paid a shit ton of money. That's yes. kind of, that's kind of funny. He took was, a pay cut yeah. though, like in the free agency to sign with Columbus over like a different team. I think. Yeah, it was the Devils or the Flyers or both of them were in the mix because they're kind of near each other, and it's just like. Like why? Like, like, I mean, maybe like they had they had to promise him something. Is what I'm saying. Like, what did they say to him in those meetings? They were like, "Come here, take a pay cut, and then we'll build around you." But like, maybe yeah. that wasn't the first year of their plan. I'll, I'll give them that. Like, uh, maybe they're in a different stage than what we expect. But but Yarmo's saying it's a reload. Like. How do you reload? And that was like two years ago. He said that three years, maybe now, like 
this is more of a rebuild is what it feels like. And he's you're talking right. to his fan base like it's a reload. I'm like, bro, you got to, like, build a winning team for once. Set the expectations, Come on, right? man. Come on, dude. Seriously? Hey, and so on, just man. to give some more context to how bad they're sucking, they have 61 goals, goals allowed and only 38 scored. And their power play is 8%. That's hideous. Like, It's awful. That is probably worse than the league right now. Oh, yeah. The last time, last week when we were recording, they were last and second to last in goals for and goals against. I haven't checked the stats since then because I'm yeah. so upset and hoping for something good to come out of the Jackets organization. And that's when Zach Wierenski went down. I think the good you can hope for is no more injuries in trading one of your goalies for a decent haul because goalies are going to be needed and Corpusalo still looks good. Um, Merzikins is like Merzikins. Merzikins is the one that suffered from that his friend dying in front of him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like he might just kind of not be there mentally. I feel like goalie is such a mental position, like. I know this is kind of dark and fucked up to bring up, but, like, Matt Murray, his dad died. And ever since his dad died, he kind of was just, like, not good. So, it's like, goalies are... And, and Flurry had a, a sports psychologist help him through when he was sucking, like, 2012 to 2015. Like, I, I feel like goalies are such a mental position. Something, like, traumatic like that could really throw them off. So, maybe he needs a hockey trade to just get his mind off of that. I, I'm not sure his contract exactly right now. Um, it's like uh, I thought Corpusala three, three to five years, like five-ish mil for Elvis. I, I think they'll I keep Merzikins. I think Corpusala is playing his way for to get on another team. Uh, who that is, I'm not sure at this point. I'm not sure besides maybe Edmonton trading for another fucking goalie uh, that True. is kind of average level. But I think Corpusala could do well. Uh, those Finnish goalies, you know, they're always kind of decent. Uh, and his cap hits 1.3 for this year only, so he could definitely get moved to, like, any team. That's, like, a good uh, deadline deal right there. Exactly, I agree. Tender. And I think that's kind of what the Jackets should be looking at right now. Like, who on our team, because this team sucks. Like, let's just admit it, this team sucks. We need to build around Goudreau, Boone Jetter, and who else, like... Voracek, maybe. Voracek. Voracek is... he's going to be maybe all right. Uh, I'm not so sure on the young guys, to be honest. But I do know that, what's his face, Voracek is going to be gone by the time they're good. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, Kent Johnson they should hang on to as well. And Boquist, that guy. Boquist, yeah. He gets hurt, like, a lot, though. Oh, does he? He, it seems like it seems like he's been struggling with injuries. And like you, you're mentioning a lot of young guys and that is part of the reason they probably suck is they are playing a lot of young dudes Yeah. and the league is typically a little bit older than what it looks like here. I'm looking at, but so it could just be like a patience issue for jackets fans. Like, Hey, maybe give it like a year or two <laughs> and then freak out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe could they when their meetings with Goudreau, they talked. We're like, dude, we're gonna suck, but we're gonna have a good chance at some good draft picks. Like, 
give it three years, and by then we'll reevaluate because, like, Bedard is, like, the prize of this draft, but apparently this draft is one of the deepest in a while. So there's going to be plenty of talent. It's just, you know, where are they going to, you know, jockey their position for drafting? You got you got anything else before I hop into the Panther den here, Matt? Uh, I I just think the Jackets need to do like a coaching change. Maybe not now, but in the off season, just struggle this one out. And that I hope we win some games down the line. But Bedard doesn't sound like a decent con- or does sound like a decent consolation prize. My clo- get into the den. Yeah, my closing remarks on the Jackets is, like, I really thought they were going to be better than this, so it's kind of surprising to see them so bad. Maybe, in- I think injuries probably play a pretty decent role in that, but it's just sad to see them underachieve, because I do like competitive games within the Metro, and Gaudreau's doing fine, having 12 points, so yeah, there's some, there's some bright spots in... We will see. Like, if they start making deadline moves, I think they they could really set themselves up well for the future. Um, and and like that, we will shift on over here to the Panther Den. Here, um, I think the pa- the Panthers had an okay week. They won give, two games. Real quick, give us say a Panther roar. Wow! <laughs> wow! The Panther Den. I'm a Panther. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they had an okay week. They also went two and one. They kind of crapped on the Ducks. Um, after a tough loss to the Kings, they had a huge win over the Hurricanes. They blanked them three nothing. Uh, Brandon Montour had three apples there. Sam Bennett starting to come alive. Four goals, one assist in the last three games. Third line starting to contribute. Lundell uh, has ten, or sorry, nine points this season, uh, and Sam Reinhart, his his winger is still struggling. Um, I think he has five points in 15 games, and I think uh, with that being the case, is kind of just showing that the Panthers are doing well right now. Um, I think they're eight, six, and one. That's correct. Uh, yes, they are, and like. They're clearly not firing on all cylinders, and they're still, you know, floating above kind of that 500 level. And I also think another, like, kind of factor to not firing on all cylinders is that their power play is garbage. It's 14.75. Um, their PK is mediocre. Bob Roski is kind of mediocre as well. And there's, there's probably a couple factors here. I mean, for the PK and power play is... Ekblad, who's usually the Q, the QB of their power play, has been injured for the majority of the season. Um, he did eventually return against the Oilers, who they lost to. But I think that will be on the up, upwards trend there. Um, I mentioned Bobrovsky. I think I had his stats somewhere here. Um, in his last five games, he's won three and one. Um, his best game in which he won, he had... 36 saves, 9-2-3 save percentage. Uh, that was an overtime game versus the Sharks, I believe. And the rest of them, they played Tampa Bay, Chicago, Flyers, Kings. And he just looked bad. And, like, Chicago, they had 21 shots. He 
he let three in and he had an eight five seven in save percentage and against the Flyers, twenty two shots, eighteen uh saves, eight one eight save percentage. So kind of seems like not shooting on him kind of might throw him off. These teams if you're first facing if you're getting paid ten ten and a half, might be twelve. I don't even remember. Million dollars on his contract. You want to see him with nine one save percentage, nine two consistently. These last five games, he's just kind of let his team down, in my opinion. Spencer Knight kind of was jockeying with him for a little bit last year for the starting role, but I mean, he's paid ten million dollars. Just like that might be a move for the Panthers come down the stretch if they're not winning games. Is deal like Spencer Knight. I, I hope they don't because I think Bob Broski is definitely the better one. Oh God! Haha! <laughs> I got the squeaky toy. <laughs> Before you went crazy, um, I think I think Spencer Knight is something. There's something there, and paying a guy ten and a half million dollars is just too much. I don't know how you remedy that situation besides just bite the bullet, trade him for at a loss, or buy them out. But like. It it frust it's frustrating to see him struggle and not play well. Yeah, it it's like as a Jackets fan, I'm just glad we didn't pay him. It, it that was one of uh the I forget the GM's name or any of the fans. Yeah, that good move by him. I mean, it, someone will someone will pay him that crazy amount of money. Um, still though, this week right here for him. Yeah, he's cock of the week, or they are, I guess. Um, I mentioned Ekblad returning. Um, he was injured. I, I I think it was a lower body injury. Um, Matthew Tuchuk was also suspended two games, and they both returned versus the Oilers. They ended up losing versus the Oilers, but I think that's just you know some good stuff for them get those players back. Um, and I, something I thought uh, when I was looking them up, it was interesting is they have 604 shots. The league average is 479. Um. They average forty point six seven shots per game. Uh, that I mean, like that's just crazy. Like I, I don't know how they, you know, manage to win or lose games still shooting forty, but they are. Um, I'd like I really like to see them maybe not just throw it at the net, but get some chances, they're like actually, scoring chances. They're tied in points with the Lightning for that third slot in the Atlantic right now. I mean, you know, they're they're doing well. I mean, by all means, but they're not firing on all cylinders. Like they're they're not giving all they have. Um, I I, I think they're better than the Lightning personally, but that might be a little bit of a bias. Um, Speaking the, of the Panthers, Matthew Kachuk said that his brother is the best player in the league right now. <laughs> like maybe he should what? work on his own game or best winger in the league. That's something. I mean, and, Brady, Brady Kachuk, Kachuk, right? You're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Brady. And, but, like, Matthew Kachuk, like, maybe he should just, like, to use that as motivation and step up for the Panthers, you know? Become better than your brother. I, I do think Brady is a monster, especially in fantasy. He gets so many stats. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I, I don't really follow the centers, the pesky sends all that much. Uh, but, you know, I'm not surprised he talks highly of his brother. And I, I do want to watch... Uh, games in which they play each other. So I will have those circled on my calendar uh, to watch those ones. Those will be entertaining. For, yeah, for sure. And 
that's kind of all I have on the teams that I follow here. Um, if we want to kind of shift to, you know, some of the current happenings in the NHL world here, um, something I saw over the weekend and kind of, you know, kind of important for culture of hockey is the hall of fame class of 2022. Uh, there's six, maybe, yeah, six players or sorry, five players and one person considered a builder. Um, the players, Daniel Alfredson, Roberto Longo, Rika Salian, Daniel Sedin, and Heinrich Sedin. So some of those, if you've been watching hockey a while, like our age, Matt, you know these guys have been some of the best players when they are in the league. Um, the builder is Herb Carnegie. Um, he's kind of, I kind of did brief research on him. He's considered to be one of one of, if not the best black hockey player to never play in the NHL. Um, he died in 2012 uh, at the age of 92, and this is like a post post humorously uh, inducting him to the fame Hall of Fame. So, kind of good for the uh, not Pens, the NHL being a little inclusive here. You know, giving props where props are due. Uh, but the other person who I kind of didn't know before we get into the people I do know is this Rika Salian. She was a Finnish hockey player. Um, she's considered one of the best European players in women's hockey history. Uh, she played in 135 regular season games. She had 201 goals and 395 points. That's 2.92 points per game. And she even had a season at one point that she averaged 6.14 points per game. So oh, man. maybe the Wayne Gretzky of women's, uh, you know, European hockey, but I mean Hillary Knight is still playing, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. For nah, the, I, I just know. make that the equivalent for the grads. Yeah, like, well, of today's age of hockey, but like her numbers are off. Yeah, the she was born '73, so she's probably probably out, been done playing for 20 plus years on, at this point, um, or maybe 10 plus years. But kind of interesting, you know, good for the, the NHL Hockey Hall of Fame, I guess, to include, you know, women's players, people with minorities who did actually help contribute to the league. I mean, he might have not been a player, but he definitely helped influence a bunch of, you know, young black players to play hockey. And he's in, like, a, the Hall of Fame of, like, a bunch of stuff in Canada. It's not just the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, but I mentioned Daniel Alfredson. He played for the Senators. Uh, I don't have his exact stats, but he was always a great, you know, great player. I remember him ending his career on the uh, Red Le- or Red Wings, I think. I think it was Alfredson and uh, Danny Heatley and a- uh, that center, uh, Jason Spezza. Yeah, yeah. Enough. I mean, yeah, enough. Like the thought, Craig Anderson. That yeah, Craig. They were fucking good. Like. They, they really were good. So I pulled up uh, his stats. 1,246 gameplay, 1,157 points. He never won a Stanley Cup, which kind of, you know, people get uppity about. Um, I'm glad he's in there. But I think he deserves it. I mean, he was the face of a, a, of a franchise for a long time. He played, what is this, Nine, since 95 to 2014. Uh, the last season he played Detroit, so he – only played 68 games, not on Ottawa. Definitely and great it's good player. representation for uh, like 
I don't know when the senators were created, but like I think ninety five. I, I, yeah, I don't think they have many Holly Hall of Famers. Yeah, I, that's a good question. I'm not actually sure. Um, another, but another player who actually is the first Panther um, to have his number retired for the Panthers is Roberto Luongo. Um, at the time of his retirement, he was fourth in wins all time, uh, 489, ninth all time in shutouts with 77. I mean, if you if you were uh, watching hockey like around this time, you kn- you knew how good he was. Considered top five every year he played. Um, gotta say, I I I did like him. Um, he had some weird years in Vancouver, but he was always like a, a hockey personality. He has a Twitter Strombone. I think he's still even Strombone. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, and he he's an interesting guy. And glad to see a Florida Panther get get an honor, um, even if he was only a, a Florida Panther for part of, of his career, the start and the end. Agreed. Uh, Luongo, uh, he's always been an entertaining goaltender. Yeah, Fun exactly. to watch. Great for the league. He deserves it. And it sucks he never no won problem, a cup sir. as well. He's another, none of these players that I'm mentioning have won a cup. Um, Luongo probably being the closest. I think game seven, and they just lost uh, to Boston. Yeah, they just kind of laid an egg out there. They lost like four to one. I remember watching that game and just kind of turning off the game at some point because I was like, "Damn, like this this is just not a good game seven. They they didn't were not ready for the Bruins." Um, but another, you know, his teammates here, Daniel and Heinrich Sedin. Uh, Dan Henrik, sorry, I can't read my own stuff. Henrik Sedin. Um, Daniel was the goal scorer finishing the plays initiated by his twin brother. Um, he was also as good as playmaker, but he was just known as the goal scorer. And one of the things I can remember between these two players is uh, one of like, it was like probably like from the, their red line to the opposite red line where he made a bounce pass to Daniel and he just finished it off the, of like a 200 foot pass off the boards right in front of the net to him. And it's just like, it's crazy. And I know which one you're talking about. It yeah. It was like a bounce pass. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Yeah. And there was another one where he like, there was no reason why he should have known his brother was behind him. But I think Henrik, once again, just tapped it between his legs and it went right. It, I just, it, they just had chemistry all out of this world. Um, Daniel just out of the womb, literally. Yeah. I mean, Daniel had a thousand forty one points. And um, that is second all-time in Canucks history. Henrik, um, he had 100, sorry, 1,070 points, which is uh, their, you know, their Canucks record. He has their record for assists, which is 830. Franchise record for assists in one season, which was 83. Does he have uh, points in one season? Is, yes. Um, and, and that's 112 as well. Um at the conclusion of that season, 2010, which is where he put up these insane numbers, he won the King Clancy Award uh, as a co-recipient with his brother. Um, obviously, he has, you know, kind of the... I, I want to say even more uh, of a... Not calling, but right to the the Hall of Fame there than Alfredson. 
And I mean, so is, they're both brothers. Yeah, I think I'm glad they're both in at the same time as well. Yeah, drafted at the same time and in at the same time. They they deserve it. They always like have done everything together. Like, why not put them into the Hockey Hall of Fame together? That is crazy that they were drafted like at the same time. You gotta like really applaud. I don't I don't know if it was like Jim Benning or whoever the hell was their GM at the time, but that's crazy to draft two twins who never played hockey like apart from each other together. Um, and yeah, I mean that, that was all the hall of fame of 2020 I and mean, congrats to all of them. I'm glad hockey is honoring these, these players. And for the people who didn't get in, you can get in. It doesn't have to be the first time, but these guys are some of the first ballot people. Do you have uh, any names, notable names that might have missed the cut this year? I don't, but the NHL.com did, and I didn't read any of them. Okay. <laughs> I can look at it real quick, but I, I, I'm i sure I we'll know. hear about them here pretty soon. Um, my last kind of things are just kind of like little sub-notes here. Uh, we, I mentioned it before, Line A has sprained ankle. Um, the Canucks have blown six multi-goal leads this season. And I, I'm not sure where I got this stat, but but it was apparently that that six times or more than the last two seasons combined, where they blew multiple goal leads. So kind of awful, like a really bad start for them. Who I don't know if they're gonna get any better. Um, nah, that Demko trade in fantasy was kind of rough looking for me. Did you get Demko? <clears throat> yeah, I did. I traded Oof. Cam Talbot basically. That is kind of tough, but I don't know if they're gonna do better. I kind of I don't. I don't think they're gonna be that good. Like it's it tough to say they will be. Then. I mean, there's nothing pointing to like a positive like outcome here. Like I feel like they still make bad passes, bad plays in their defensive zone. The Demko is the recipient of just getting shit on by his team. So maybe not a great trade, but I mean. You gotta kind of hold on to him, see what you can. Yeah. Um, I I will say that my last note is fancy hockey, where we can just bring up wherever you whatever you want. But uh, Eichel had a hat trick versus Buffalo in Buffalo. I thought that was awesome. Kind of a That's fuck so you cool. to them. Yeah, That's like cool. like I I, that one. No love lost there. Um, he was freaking kind out. Of, too. I'm I'm kind of pro Eichel. I'm not gonna I like lie. Eichel. He's a I, good player. I mean, I kind of feel like Buffalo, like, not allowing him to get a surgery. Their management didn't allow him to get a surgery he wanted to get. It's kind of fucked, regardless of what the contract says. And, like, yeah. the dude's playing fine. Like, he's having one of his better seasons. I think he's over a point per game. He's on my fantasy team. I should know that. But, um, yeah, I thought that was yeah. awesome. I'm not anti-Buffalo or anything like that, but that whole the way that everything went down, I definitely am Team Michael. It was really sweet. I, I mean, I didn't watch the game, obviously, but I, uh, I saw, I saw him freaking out after he got it, and kind of, kind of doing like a big fuck you. And it's, I like it, honestly. It's like good. It's good to see hockey players have emotion. Like the whole robots like answer the same shit every time. It's kind of just over for me. Like I want to see these guys show act. that emotion. Or not act, but like. I'm I'm a big uh, NBA. So I'm a big NBA fan for my mother podcast for those who listen. But the one of the reasons I love the NBA is because how drama they drama filled it is, and how, how there's always different storylines like this that goes on. Hockey doesn't really have that. 
Um, like you said, they kind of give the standard answer every time. They're kind of trained that way. So yeah. it is nice to see like some <laughs> drama in like this league and making it kind of more more storylines, you know? Yeah, and like it doesn't necessarily have to be like super dramatic for the league for the for the hockey, but just something a little bit like less robotic, really, is all I'm asking. Like, like I get it for the NBA because there's like what 400 NBA players in at any time. Something like that. Hockey, there's a lot more, so maybe, you know... And I also feel like you could get switched out easy in hockey. Like, you can just be benched pretty quickly. Yeah. So maybe they don't want to cause drama, but I just... I don't know. Like, I do feel like hockey misses some of that. And, like, even in football, like, I like football, and they have that dramatic edge sometimes. Like, um, I don't know if you guys know of Urinating Tree. He's, like, a YouTuber. He had Days of Our Steelers. He's, like, a Yinzer. Um, and it was just, like, when... Uh, Mr. Big checks himself and Abe and Le'Veon and uh, Rock, like Ben were all just like having this dramatic bullshit. And it's like, it's interesting to watch. Like, I, I don't know, like personalities conflicting. It's just interesting. And seeing like, Hey, I, I'm going back to this team who kind of said, fuck you. Don't get the surgery. I score three goals and assists. It's like, yeah, it's awesome to watch. It's good. Good television, you know? True. Um, one of my last notes before fantasy hockey and then Matt, we can do the matrix after is um, I saw an article on NHL.com is that the parody of the league is going up and Crosby is uh, this guy interviewed Crosby, just kind of brief little thing there. Um, and Crosby kind of agrees with the guy's uh, sentiment of like teams are getting tougher. Like there a lot of the losses, the pens suffered, they were winning by two goals and then boom, they're they're losing and and he contributes that to the parody you know like the quality of competition in the league and it's going up and i i i don't want to say have a argument with that it's just adding two teams also kind of waters it down so i don't know if maybe parody goes up if the league's getting watered down but having those two extra teams as like 40 extra roster spots i mean until you know talent can fill those spots i do feel like maybe it's uh, talent that's been watered down that uh uh i don't know if watered down is like accurate in this case because like the talent on those new teams are performing well but like you could see it in teams like the jackets and the blackhawks where the talent isn't there that's what i mean complete the roster And that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. It's like these teams who have to field like some of these AHL bums. It's just like, and also like the IR slot having like 45 on cap space, like or 45 mil on cap cap space on IR. Like, I don't know. That seems like a lot, but like, what else are you supposed to do at that point? Who's that for capitals? Oh, capitals. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The caps. They're, those injured teams are taking up players as well. Yeah, and I mean that's definitely part of it. But market, you know, you figure injuries are unavoidable. Adding those roster spots, I guess, were in a way. But I, I do think it it waters down the league. Like maybe water down is not a good word for it, but the, the it gives opportunities to players who might not have had them otherwise to make the the, the NHL. Yeah, which is, I think is great because, like, that's a sign that the hockey market is expanding. Mm-hmm. And one of the things with 
this most recent draft being deep, I think those spots are going to be filled here pretty soon. Uh, I think it's just going to get younger and younger. The league, it seems how, like how everything goes, gets just gets younger. Yeah. Um, my last, my last here, my segment here, or note, whatever, is the fantasy hockey. Um, should I pull up the the current standings? Do we care enough? Uh, um, guys, uh, talk about it. it. We could run it down. I'll take the bottom of the league. You take the top. Oh, I, I actually forgot my power rankings too. So we'll we'll talk this and then we'll do power ranking to finish it off. Um, honestly, there wasn't much change from the top. Your dad won. I I won. Um, Sean won. Ryan won. Ryan, who not he says he's not a hockey guy. He's three one and one. It's pretty damn good. Uh, fourth in the league. I saw that. He's using all his moves. Yeah, and I saw that Pat upset Dunkel here in fantasy hockey. Um, Pat at the time was like the 11th rank. Dunkel was like third, I think. Uh, so pretty good win there. Um, Matt, you're still. I'm struggling, brother. I'm one four and zero right now, but I'm. I, I just kicked I'm his ass by one block last week. Yeah, one block, and we were tied in goals, and I lost six to five. So like. My team's coming around. I'm not losing like 11-0 or 8-3 anymore. Like I, I've got hope this week. I'm down five nothing right now, but it's Monday and I have yeah, two games to make up. For what it's worth, you did say you just traded Demko too, and that kind of hurt you. So maybe for Demko, and maybe that you know is keeping you back a little bit. Yeah, I I'm decided to go with the strategy of sacrificing like faceoffs. I mean, for more points, and I had to because I got Krug in that trade, who hasn't been performing well, but I think he's gonna be a big part of the St. Louis bounce back from this cold start. We'll see. For your sake, I hope so. Um, I'm not sure St. Louis will bounce back though. Um, and just in general, fantasy hockey talk. Um, last week I kind of dumped on Nick kind of felt bad for him. My goalies were just on point and my players were also just, you know, finishing checks and blocking stuff. Um, I did lose Shabbat uh, to an injury and I'm kind of juggling the IR right now. I have three guys that uh, Tom Wilson, Samsonoff and Shabbat. I'm kind of juggling around. We'll see where it goes. Um, I did want to definitely mention that Sean and your dad play each other and Sean's number three, your dad's number one. If Sean wins, I'm, I'm back up to number one there. So I, if, and if I win, obviously as well, but, uh, I like to, I like to see that, I like to take that slot back over. Two points could get us move here a big time in this league right now. For so far, I, I do agree. Um, I mean, obviously we're the way we're just, you know, winning loss. It's kind of, makes sense it would be a lot of shifting but we will see um i i feel like last year we definitely can i i think we considered ourselves deep but the bottom teams were so bad yeah uh this year i think a point this week day soft won last week yeah according to the thing it might have been team team or someone or not sure. That was upset of the week, I'm, I think. 
They saw feet fighting discus. Yeah, so that he got his first win of the season. That's good for the manager. It's it's important to get that first dub for sure. And oh. Pat Pat beating Dunkel was a big one too. I thought that was honestly one of the bigger upsets. Uh, I, I Pat was like texting me. I get I did offer him some advice. I'm like, dude, don't you gotta be Dunkel. And I saw one of Dunkel's goalies didn't start at the end of the week, so he just, like, automatically lost. So I was like, shit, dude. I'm like, congrats. Oh. Congrats, doctor. You won. Um, <laughs> should I should I go on the fancy right now and just offer Dunkel a hilariously bad trade without context? Yeah, really? offer him McDavid okay. for, like, his whole no. roster or something. Why would he offer McDavid? No, I'm, I mean, like... Offer him like like I I don't know I think he has awesome Matthews I try to get awesome Matthews like Ryan Reeves, <laughs> do it, and do a third it. pick or a fourth pick. Yeah, just make miss make a trade rate twenty second uh, round pick for him. Yeah, it's fair, dude. You know he'll perform. Well, you, he's he's been he's he's been hot lately. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Dunkel. Yeah, you're just a trade rapist. We don't we don't support those around here. <laughs> He's, he's uh, on some kind of fancy lists. Yeah. Yeah. You got uh, anything else, Matt, you want to speak on? Um, not, not for fantasy. If... Okay. Um, let's let's shift it over here. I'm going to screen share. So we'll shift it over real quick to the power rankings, and we'll finish there. Um, let me share my screen here. I don't know why I included my last week's ranking there. Um, but, yeah. So, for anyone who doesn't have the visual, five-tiered list ranging from elite to Bedard, kind of, you know, good to bad. Um, this this week, I mean, I really didn't have too much movement um, for, like, the bad teams. I have Columbus, Ducks, Vancouver all in that shit category. They're definitely showing no signs of improvement. Um, I mean... We're going to be talking about the same thing every week if we keep, you know, going into depth on these teams. So just yeah. move on. Like, these teams suck. Yeah, they're bad. Um, next one got in the bad tier, we have the Predators, the Coyotes, the Sharks, the Sens, and the Blues. My surprise here, I have the Predators. The Predators, I was teeing them off last week. Like, oh, yeah, here we go. They got a win. They got some traction. They're going to get going. And really, they haven't looked great. Um, Soros is doing better, but everyone else, I, I don't know. It's every time the Predators are expected to do good, they suck for whatever reason. When they're expected to suck, they do well. Um, I want to, I do want to also point out that the Coyotes are honestly not as bad as I thought. Um, they play their, their style of hockey, their structure, and they play it well. They play it hard. I think these players kind of realize where they are and like, you know, their situation, like, Hey, if I play well and play hard, I might, you know, get a contract beyond this year. Who knows where that is? I, I want to, you know, play in the NHL. True. Uh, I, so I, I think that's one of the teams that people take lightly and might end up getting punched in the mouth by. So watch out for them, especially with uh, that uh, Shinkaruk. I think he's not even playing still, so and he should Shoot. be back. Just, uh, I can't yeah, remember. I, his I, name. I, 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 I I know who you're talking about. Pat like just added him and something. Yeah, uh, Pat just added him. I'm gonna get his name. Jacob. 
is his first name. Shinkaruk, yeah. Shinkaruk, yeah. Shinkaruk, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's not back. I think they could definitely add a boost. I don't think they get beyond this tier, though. Uh, I, I agree with you there. They could maybe slip into, like, a wild card spot at one point in the season, but I can't imagine them getting any further uh, than that. Um, and with that being said, these fringe spots that I have here is the next tier up. Um, I have the Rangers, the Red Wings, the Penguins, the Canadians, uh, the Wild, Flyers, Blackhawks, Flames, Capitals, Sabres in the fringe category. Uh, I I don't think there's really any surprises. Maybe Blackhawks, who I, I felt like I had to give Black them Blackhawks, some... yeah. I, I think that, like... They could go down for sure. I I feel like I had to give them some respect for playing well. Um, yeah, this they're is playing a better than the teams below yeah. them. Oh yeah, they're playing better than at least eight teams right now. Yeah, and a, a team that's playing bad is surprising, and maybe the Flames. Canadians is interesting to see in the fringe. We were kind of hard on them early season. Yeah, and. Honestly, I think they're a better team than initially thought. Cole Caulfield, Suzuki, Josh Anderson, these guys are all kind of performing. Kirby uh, Doc has been outstanding. Doc has been even, yeah, he's been really good the last few games. And like I said, that, that loss that the Pens had against the Canadians might not really be on the Pens. It's just, you know, you played a better a team that has a good game plan for you or just outplayed you. You know, it's might sound shitty, but it happens, you know. Um, but, yeah, I thought Detroit was starting to surge a little bit. The Rangers are kind of drooping a little bit. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, uh, the Rangers just beat Detroit 8-2. to two, And, like, that that was something, like a get-back-to-earth moment for the Red Wings, I think. I, it's, it's one of those things, like, you don't know what team you're going to get with the Red Wings, which is one of the reasons why I don't bet them, is sometimes they play well and have good defensive games, and other times they let up eight eight goals it's like what team am i gonna get i'm not worried like willing to bet on that even like against them you know yeah. so definitely something i consider in my like line here betting um which by the way i've been on a hot streak not a big deal just been withdrawing that extra winnings no big deal playing with the cash the bunnies playing with a house money little boy little boy i don't even little remember the house money yeah, I don't even remember what ones I did today, but I did a, a couple. Um, anyways, moving on. Playoff position here. Winnipeg, who has been one of the best teams recently. Dallas, same thing. Carolina, L.A., uh, the Islanders, Tampa Bay, Florida Panthers, Maple Leafs, Oilers, and then the Kraken. Who have we we've yet to mention this so far, this pod? Which is kind of surprising. I feel like we definitely mentioned them somewhere before that. Usually I bring it up, but I've been I've been holding my tongue a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be to their credit, they they're playing well. They played uh, uh the Jets last night and maybe the last game of the the day, and I was watching it and the they like they kind of had a meltdown. The Susie guy, he got like a fine. For some boneheaded roughing shit he was doing towards the end of the game, which ended up uh, 
leading to a tie and then eventual win by the the Jets. And they were playing well. The Kraken were playing well that game. I think they still deserve to be in this playoff bracket tier. I um, agree with you there. Much like all these teams, like I this was actually one of the harder power rankings I've done so far because I just couldn't really like some of these teams the jockeying in the fringe and playoff spots. Uh, they're, they're they're really just like two or three points apart from each other. Um, and and lastly here the elite division, Boston Bruins, Ve- Vegas Golden Knights, Avs, Devils. I mean, I feel like there's no surprise Those are here. Obvious. Like, yeah, the like, Devils are shocking based off preseason, but like it's not preseason anymore. They're a legit team. And last week we mentioned like their depth scoring is scoring. Like they are scoring points for this team. So. Jesper you need Bratt it. still has points. He's producing still. And you just yeah. need this depth scoring to really have a good team. Um, the Avs are on a four-game winning streak. They, I think they play tonight. Um, definitely like to see them start doing well. Oopsie. Um, they kind of came out the gate slow. I didn't really want to mention that too much in this pod because like, I feel like harping on the champ is kind of yeah. stupid. Like, oh, they start off, like, who gives a shit, really? Um, it's like, because they partied all offseason, probably. But They they did quite a bit of overchange in their in their roster, too. So I, I think there's multiple reasons why they were starting slow. Um, they did they did just kick Columbus's ass twice in that four-game winning streak in Finland. Yeah. And Line looked <laughs> poopy pants. And uh, what's his face? Mika Ranton looked really good. Uh, he had like a hat trick. Oh, I hear someone buzzing. Someone's buzzing. It's Ryan, I think. Oh no, he's what? buzzing. What do you mean? Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, it was buzzing for like a second there. Mm, like that? Yeah, like that. <laughs> it was just me. I was making a mm. buzz. Mm. Ah! Anyway, um. That I mean, that's basically it. These teams haven't really moved too much in the bracket standing. Like the, the elite teams have been elite. The Bruins look so good. Um, hard to believe. Like any like Pens even pushed them to OT. Like, Pens were this close to beating them. And honestly, if they beat them, who knows if they'd be in this bracket at this point. Um, but that does it for me for hockey here. Um, if we want to move on to the the matrix of the Mootstein. Yeah, the Moots Matrix today. Well, to start it off, I'm going to give you guys the Mario banana lesson. So there's a stem on a banana. And if you look closely in Mario Are you going to just you... not put a condom on? No, you fucking weirdo. I'm going to show you how to deep throw this banana. <laughs> no, this... Uh... You roll the condom down the banana. We're, we're keeping this game the banana related. first. Wait, no, not that one. You open it from this end, so it looks like... The Mario Kart banana. But that's unrelated. See? It's like when it flattens out, it's like a banana from Mario Kart. Oh, there you but, go. Uh, well, basically, well, today's game, I know it? I told you a different game, Dave, but I'm switching it to keep this all hockey related. Slapshot oh. rebound. Oh, wow. Wait, he deep out the banana. <laughs> he starts eating the banana. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry, dude. Uh, uh, I I I like that game. Um, but one of the more toxic games. I forget the Moots Matrix stuff that we talked through. So, 
Just run it, run it down. Oh my god. He did. He did a kitchen, a cooking one, and then a survival one. Yes, we're all over the place with our games here. Um, I I forget the categories you have. Matt. Oh yeah, it's uh, I forget. It's a casual start. It's like pros and cons of the game, basically. Fun hockey game. It's basically like bubble hockey, but you can move around. It's pretty fun. Pro con is super toxic. Yeah, like, the toxicity in the lobbies were so bad. They're just chirping and chirping like a real hockey game, and like some offensive shit too. You're like, like they they don't draw any lines in those text lobbies. But that was like a year ago, and they've improved since then. I'm guessing. Tough game. Yeah. You could play with a controller. You could play with a mouse and keyboard. And I, you're good. You play with the mouse and keyboard, but I play with the controller. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. It was a good three man squad game good <clears> for <throat> trios. Pretty uh, also free. Yeah, it's yeah, it's free. Then not to mention that uh, it's a, not very good in a casual setting. It's more, in my opinion, like a try hard sweaty game. Because yeah. you're like getting chirped at, and you got to keep a level head if you want to win that game. But overall, because of the toxicity in the lobbies, I'd say like a three point four out of five. I honestly feel I was gonna give it a three point six, and kind of same th- stuff that you're saying. It just takes away. I mean, you can mute it, which would make it better. And I know they've definitely like added to like their shop and stuff. When we were playing, it was kind of barren. Um, yeah, we were, we got stuff. on that before it was slap shot rebound, and yeah, so definitely some improvements. I'd give it a three point six for sure. Um, yeah, ca- so not, not a casual friendly game. Not know. not casual, not friendly, but it's fun to play. Hell, it's not even a game. <laughs> it's not even real. But it's a figment of our That's all I got for Moots Matrix tonight. I hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, thanks for. Having me on, Dave. Thanks for producing, Ryan. No worries, Ryan. You I'll muted your mic. To you guys. I'm not uh, saying anything. I'm just, I'm just making faces. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Like like Matt said, I, I appreciate everyone who here watches, and thanks, Ryan, for you know giving us an outlet here for hockey. Um, that was episode four. Uh, tune in here next week. I think we'll be back on our reg- regular schedule. Maybe Monday if we can work it out. I don't know. We'll we'll figure Should it out. Should we uh, leave this episode with a dance? Yeah, I was gonna say, Matt, to. just hit, just hit a dab real quick for us. Just one today. Just uh, one, yeah. That's it. I don't know. You make it up, man. You're a dancer. All right, ready? Hold on. Oh, what the? Showing off the new hair. Oh. He's just trying to. He's just trying to humble brag there. Yeah, he was. He just wanted a compliment for his hair. What? What? You know that was all about your hair. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you guys coming here to talk to me. See you again next week, maybe? Maybe we'll get someone yep. else here. Um, I will say, for the future of the pod, I do want to interview two of my friends. Uh, one, Dunkel. He was already on here. He uh, does a lot of Jersey stuff for some minor league teams along the Eastern Coast. So definitely be something that's cool to talk to him about. Um, and then my other friend who's a coach for our alma mater in Florida Tech. So I would definitely like to talk to him. So keep stay tuned here. We got some you know cool stuff definitely planned here. And definitely appreciate everyone listening. 
Sayonara. Peace out. Peace.